1: Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Brittany.
0: And this is For Colored Nerds.
1: The weekly show where we peel back the layers of Black culture that we rarely discuss in mixed company. All
0: right, y'all. So this week, we're doing our yearly intentions, where we reflect on the year that we've had and what we'd like to see from ourselves in the year to come.
1: It's like a yearly glow up, but in a more mindful way. Stay tuned.
0: So, Brittany, you know, it's oh. been a while since we've kind of done this and you started it. So I feel like
1: I did. That I <laughs> you did. You are maybe that the, I did.
0: the best person to explain why we talk about our intentions and not, not necessarily resolutions.
1: Yes. Okay. So, New Year, New Us, a lot of people ask, as you have just now, why do I do New Year's intentions as opposed to New Year's resolutions? I think resolutions, first of all, I want to say they're great. But resolutions to me more so represent a specific outcome or a Mm -hmm. goal in that sense. Whereas like intentions are a little bit more of the attitude um, Mm -hmm. that I want to carry with me throughout the year. So like resolutions represent things that I want to do, but intentions represent how I want to live.
0: I like that. I like the how I want to live. There are things I want to do too. Yeah. But the how I want to live, I recognize has the biggest impact if we're measuring
1: impact. Mm, I, that's a very good point. It's true. How you want to live, it, it also kind of affects how you approach pursuing the goals that you have and, and like kind of checking those resolutions yeah. off the list.
0: And, you know, for us, I will, I will say I am somebody who is, you know, if you go back to the first time we maybe did this episode <gasps> or did an intentional episode, you um, really hear a more crystallized, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Re-
1: re- rebuttal I guess you would say like uh, yes. Re—you rebutted. You were <laughs> resistant. Yeah. Okay. And yet now you embrace them. I, I must right give
0: again. you. I, I was going to take a spot and just give you some credit. I got. I, I gotta say. Um. You know, Thank this you. is a thing that I d- didn't used to engage, but like as I have kind of come to the side of like the emotionally intelligent, I re- you know recognize it could be a good exercise to. <laughs> Uh, to forecast, you know, the changes I might want to make to myself about how I approach the living. So, thank you, and it's it's actually has worked for me in a couple uh, setting intentions about like doing more stuff for myself. Has been nice. Yeah. So, I guess you've done a positive thing for me, Brittany. Thank you.
1: I have. And you know what? It wasn't even something that I did specifically for you. I feel just grateful because it's a practice that I just adopted. I think one year in house they're really having a really tough time. Really around my birthday because I'm a Scorpio, so you know my birthday at the time of this recording was fairly recent. But I always think about like my birthday as like the Mm preamble to the new year. You know what I'm saying? Because it's only six weeks. My birthday comes six weeks before the end of the year. But um, it's something that I just started doing, I think, one year when I was feeling like, okay, I don't know if I can accomplish resolutions. Like, I don't know if I can actually get these things done. Like, you know, I think I was turning 25 and I had like this job that was a real rough situation. I didn't really have any pathways out of it at that moment. You know, I was feeling like the things that I wanted to accomplish in my life, I didn't really know how they were going to happen. Mm. And and I'm not saying accomplish like Mount Rushmore or like recently, you know, cover of the Times Art section as we did before. <laughs> that wasn't on the billboard in Times Square as we yeah. had recently. Those things were not, they weren't me, they weren't necessarily, they weren't my goals last year um, <laughs> or this year. And they certainly weren't like nine years ago. But it, I, I just realized that like, I can't control always the outcome, but I can definitely control my approach to life and my attitude. And so I'm just glad that something that I have done has, you know, affected your life so much in a positive way. I'm very grateful for that. Cause when yeah. Eric's happy, everybody's happy. Oh wow. This
0: is I I I wonder well, you like, know what
1: the inverse of that phrase is. Yeah,
0: I was about to say when I I mean <laughs> what is true is when I am unhappy, everybody else is unhappy. But yeah. I hear you. So let's let's get to the getting to. So my first intention is Actually, a fairly straightforward one, I guess. Um, Mm. I really desperately need to, like, figure out my daily wardrobe. Mm. So, Mm. a bit of backstory. You know, as you might have heard us mention a couple times, in 2020, we hosted a Quibi show, like a TV show, for lack of a better word, it's like streaming, if you want to get specific. Mm -hmm. And that show was a trap because we were very lucky enough to have an amazing wardrobe consulting stylist.
1: Pamela Shepard. Pamela Shepard. Shout out. Look her up, because Google her and do her resume, (laughs) because Pamela is on fire, okay? Skilled. Um, But she, yeah, she hooked us up.
0: And so, like... Those days, initially, when we were doing that, we had nice clothes to wear mm-hmm. for like the majority of the day. And mm-hmm. then even when we switched to shooting at home, they would mm-hmm. send us some stuff to like to wear on camera. We had to send it back, most of it, but like, you know, for what it's worth, it wasn't as urgent to think about what I might wear on a given day. Mm. So Quibi dies, okay? I, there's no better way to say it, but Quibi like- Swift death. Bites the dust And Basically we had all this Like great advice And then somebody actually Like acting on that advice For us to send us clothes mm-hmm. And I realized After we were done I had all these great Like going out clothes If that mm-hmm. makes any sense Like the stuff mm-hmm. that was left over Was the stuff you might wear To like a party Or a club Or like a Speaking you frequent <laughs> Yeah exactly <The> Place <laughs> I'm at every fucking day And But I didn't have any Like get up Wear on a Zoom Clothes I don't have much in that Like my like t-shirts Just general A sweater I might wear around the house All mm. of those are like threadbare And mm. like you know Stained to high hell And just like ridiculous look I just look unkempt often And uh, that's don't not good You look
1: that bad I see well, you on zoom like a few days a week You look normal
0: Thank you It's not a filter But like you, you only see me like a certain size each day And the compression mm, mm, That happens Like obscures mm. a lot of What you're actually seeing I, l- I mm. like I look rougher In person uh, mm. Than I do on this This thing But I appreciate that That you're saying I look alright But anyway but I, I need to find What my new like Daily uniform is Like you know Back in the day I used to wear a Powder blue button down Ooh. You know And maybe some khakis Or like Ooh. You know Some sun fitting jeans Some chinos I was a big chino mm. guy Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is now. I, like, you know, I, everything can't be Ame. I have a lot of Ame Leandor. Uh Oh, my...
1: A lot? Are you keeping the man in business? Be honest. Tell the truth. We're at the red table. We're back at the red table now. Be honest. No, I mean, where. are
0: I like to support people who do good things and like they make a lot of clothes (laughs) that I like. And so I buy a lot of stuff from there, but like that's not, that's somewhere something I want to wear when I'm like going somewhere. It's not just like what I wear around when I'm working at home or like just around the lot. My intention is to like make that more of a thing for me. And like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, in this stage, like what type of pants do I like? I realize I'm not a person who's ever going to wear like jeans around my house. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah. But I don't mind wearing khakis. So I'm like, what types of khakis do I want to wear? Like what you know, mm. it just feels a little more approachable. So I I want to think through like what is my daily uniform? What is my like what's the lady from Theranos? What is my Elizabeth Holmes?
1: Who and I think she based hers off Steve Jobs. But like Yeah, I was gonna I'm, say Elizabeth Holmes, she was looking rough. I don't know how she grifted all those people because she was not the style was not point, but Steve Jobs, I think you could definitely do like a styled up.
0: Well, I, yeah, yes, I want to, I mean, like I want to level up And yeah. I want to just like do better than A lot of times when I'm thinking of everyday style I think of like just Uniqlo and Gap Like those are the things that mm-hmm. kind of come to mind But I, I want to like do some reassessing Find mm-hmm. some new brands Do some research But like have a bit of the reset While, you know, like what who I am on like Monday through Friday From eight to like six o'clock Yeah And I want to get to know that guy that's my intention. Mm. That's
1: it's, it's straightforward. I want to be fresh.
0: I just want to be a Honestly, little fresher.
1: In some way, shape, or form, like what you're describing is like, you had a uniform that was yeah. for a specific job. And many people who wore suits or teachers who might still be teaching remotely or something like that, they have specific dress codes. But like, you know, now you, 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 ha- you had a specific uniform for a specific purpose. And now you have to sort of uncover who is Eric. And also, too, now you have this like job. Where I don't know, I guess men's clothes are a little bit more consistent, but I think you still might be thinking about like well, how can I communicate via Zoom? Yeah, that I am like an executive. No,
0: yeah, and but also still like feel like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. that makes any sense? Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. never gonna be in a, like a in a, like a suit, although I like suits, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be on a on a Zoom, and you know what I'm saying? Like in a suit, so I need yeah. to figure out what like my relaxed. Working Everyday vibe is And I'm excited to kind of like I don't know I'm excited to get to know That like that person A little bit To you know To your point It's just like It's time to come back to me It's time to come back to me
1: Well if anybody wants to give Eric or me free clothes Let us know <laughs> Yes <laughs> Let us or know Or just make recommendations Okay so
0: Here's the thing With the recommendations Real quick And then we can I would love to Uh uh-huh. Everybody will send
1: me The like Tech pants Brands Like the pants You mean like, the pants Like the The kind that are like Really washable And you can like Do the splits in them But you can yeah, wear it to work That's, that's not Yeah Yeah exactly And and like A lot of
0: those Don't look good Like People don't recognize They just look like Shinier khakis mm-hmm. I want to wear Regular clothes uh, mm-hmm. I just want uh, <laughs> People who want to Like send me Regular clothes That That don't They don't need to do My taxes I just want to say Like that because a lot mm. of men's clothing recommendations is like, it can do this and it can do that and it can do this and it can do that. <laughs> I don't need that. I just want shirts, sweaters, pants that look good. Anyway, that's So my... Eric
1: needs recommendations. I'm also saying for the both of us, if you want to send us any free clothes, let us know. Absolutely. Maybe we'll wear them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see it, you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, I would love that. I can't wait. We can say like, I, as I'm talking, I'm wearing, I'm wearing Ame right now. Like, I just kind of narrate.
1: I should actually be like, <laughs> as I'm talking, I w- I, maybe I should just like, I could start lying too. We do that. Yeah, I could start lying <laughs> and then people would be like, damn, she's sponsored by Gucci? This, I just Birkin. I got a Birkin,
0: yeah. a Birkin <laughs> bag sitting Bir- on my Bir- desk yeah, right
1: now. Hermes? What? Hey. But yeah, Oprah, huh? <laughs> How you like them apples?
0: All right. So it's now your turn. I've told you, uh, you know, how I want to get fresh to death from my Zoom calls. But I'm curious, like, what what you want to do?
1: Well, my first intention that I'm going to share with you today is to stop questioning my gifts. So when I say stop questioning my gifts, what I mean is that, like, I think I have made the erroneous assumption that many people make, which is that if I find something less difficult than other people, it is not luck or It's just Mm -hmm. not that hard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Like maybe I am good at something um, or gifted at something. um, Or maybe I've worked hard to learn a skill. And I've discovered this year that, like just how wrong about that I think that I've been. As Eric mentioned, we did have a show in 2020 with Quibi. Quibi ended unceremoniously in October of 2020. And then we were kind of like in the, career limbo, kind of figuring yeah. out for a long time like what, what was gonna what happen? the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's just like <laughs> I felt a little unmoored. Not because I, I don't like time off from work. I love time off from work. I know people, some people, it's very cute and fashionable to be like, I love to work. I can't imagine myself not working. And it's like no 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 no. I love to enjoy myself. And so it's very easy for me to imagine taking a break from working. The issue with that was that I started working at Gimlet, you know, 2015 I had never worked in podcasting or really on a professional, in a professional sense. I had not worked in media before. I had not worked in radio before. And so then, you know, we had the Quibi show and I had not worked in television before. You know, I'm like, well, what job comes after these? Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was just hard for me to imagine what came after Mm. what I had already done, except for more of the same. And um, this past year, I've had so many opportunities as far as freelancing is concerned, to be able to sort of like spread my wings a little bit. Like I've been yeah. able to do, you know, a lot of the same stuff. Obviously, we have a podcast yeah. again. We rather we relaunched a podcast, we <laughs> launched for colored nerds. And so obviously I'm doing podcasting. I hosted a branded podcast for YouTube earlier this fall. I'm working on another branded podcast. TBD, the details on that that I'm really excited about with a brand that I love. <laughs> that I'm really excited about. But all these opportunities that I gotten work-wise this past year have come from other people. I feel so fortunate like other people. I mean, we wanted to relaunch for Colored Nerds, but even like with that, Stitcher was pretty confident in pursuing us to be able to do this. But I've been able to edit other podcasts. There's jobs that I was really interested in that I had to turn down because of other details that didn't work out. But all those things came from other people. And I had this moment earlier this fall where I was speaking with a career coach. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems that I came to her with was, you know, people keep giving me work and I don't understand why. And she was like, okay, but like, actually, no, first of all, I told my therapist, my therapist was like, I don't think you need to be thinking about this this hard. You just need to (laughs) say yes to the work and get paid and keep going on about your life. But it was so hard for me to believe that people, what to me felt like sight unseen would be reaching out to me cold, like on Twitter and stuff like that. I still need, I'm going to get a website. I'm going to get it together. I promise I'm going to stop living like a savage. I'm going to get a website. And would just like present me with things that were cool or interesting or, you know, that I hadn't thought that I could do before. And the career coach was great. She like had me do this exercise where I asked a few people who I'd work with why they thought of me for the opportunity or why they want, like what they enjoyed about working with me. And it was interesting because they gave a lot of similar feedback, but it also like, it really opened my eyes to the idea that a lot of things that I think sort of come naturally to me or that I think aren't that big of a deal are actually really impactful to other people. Mm. And that if I find myself being successful at something or doing well at something, or even like if it's a challenge and it's hard, like when I wrote that piece about passing where Mariah Carey, that was a needle to thread baby. That was hard, yeah. but I enjoyed it. And the response to it has been really positive. And writing an essay about like eight books is not something that I had done before. and It's not something that people were necessarily begging me to do three or four years ago. And also, as you know, as we've mentioned, everywhere, including the New York Times, we were in a work situation for a long time where we were constantly being questioned. I was being questioned a lot. (laughs) I was really internalizing a lot of feedback from other people who maybe just didn't see what I was seeing. But Mm -hmm. I felt like because they had a certain amount of authority or a certain amount of experience that they must be right. And even when I left the environment, I was still sort of carrying that questioning, except now it was me questioning myself. So I learned like through freelancing this past year, I have received a level of respect from the people that I've been working with that I haven't quite experienced before. I don't mean to say that we had wonderful teams of people who we work with, I think, on a very one-to-one basis, like our actual producers, editors, people like that. I had good experiences with, but just like in the grander sense, being able to be so supported and have people like seek me out and really take what I'm saying really seriously without questioning me has been so interesting. It's been really wonderful. And I realized that like, you know, I need to stop looking gift horses in the mouth. Instead of sort of like questioning why something is happening, I should be a little bit more ready to just accept the fact that like maybe I'm good at something or maybe I'm not good at something yet but a person who wants to give me an opportunity sees something mm-hmm. in me that they think you know could be developed and that that's okay too yeah so that's what I'm going to try to do th- in the coming years just to like embrace that as opposed to you know and sort of like let the questioning li- stay in the past with the bozos who <laughs> dared to question me one, I, I think for it's worth I think we both do a version of
0: this. I think you are you are particularly good at it. But I think just in terms of like the other thing that I'll say about this thing that I think we sometimes do, or like like almost like how did this good thing happen to me? Like what yeah. it's it's there's like a bit of shock and like indignation that like something positive has like popped up in, <laughs> into our lives. It it makes me actually curious about. Uh, uh, like a step That maybe comes before this And I'm curious If you feel like You have a good enough Handle on like How to recognize Your gifts Maybe even before You start questioning them
1: You know I mean No I don't <laughs> Yeah like I Don't
0: I, I think it's cause like A lot of times I, For me I'm like Oh You've like You've told me I'm good at this thing Like I haven't I had not rationalized That before So I'm like I, That must not be true And I need yeah. to attack it And it was just I don't know. It's just interesting. I'm more so, like, I'm hearing this for you. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I'm also just like, damn, I need to maybe start a version before that. Or is this like, what am I? What do I consider my
1: gifts uh, yeah. and my strengths? I know that seems so basic, but no. I mean, it's hard to think. I think that a lot of times, I mean, if you think about like feedback, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, we're taught to seek out feedback at work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Feedback is typically like, where are you fucking up? (laughs) Where am I fucking up? Like, where do I need to improve? And it's interesting because like that, the expected type of feedback, and that's usually the most impactful in the moment. Like if somebody's really fucking up, they do need to know. But people are so bad at giving negative feedback (laughs) is actually that I think about it. It's not surprising that we wouldn't be primed to seek out positive feedback and understand like how that lines up with what we might consider our gifts. But I think it's probably also just a healthier way to probably go about working rather than. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? What I've been doing the past however many years.
0: One, as someone who's worked with you, I absolutely think I'd be better for probably the both of us <laughs> to, to engage that exercise. But I also, I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you think is more available to you if you stop questioning your gifts? Like, what's on the other side?
1: I'm glad you asked that. That's a question that I always, whenever I find myself <laughs> in a place of resistance, seriously, and I feel sort of like I'm dragging my feet on something or I'm not. Really following through on something, having a hard time, I think, accepting something positive. I asked myself sort of like, well, what am I so freaked out by? That's on the mm. other side of that. I think it's like more opportunities to do things that are exciting to me but feel scary. Like going mm. back even to the passing essay. Like that was something that I had had. And I was looking through like, I don't know, like an old notepad or whatever. And I had had the idea for that last September. Mm, I had written wow. it down. And I think I wrote down like I wrote down the idea and then I I wrote down asking myself, this is provocative, but is it good? (laughs) It's like, damn, bitch, you can't even just like hold an idea in your head for 10 minutes without poking holes in it. But yeah, I think that like that was an idea that like one of my editors that I have for that piece, Melvin Backman at New York Magazine, he's awesome. He had reached out just to be like, hey, do you have any ideas? And I sent him 10 and that was one of them. And that was the one I really didn't want to send. But I was like, okay, I'll send it. And then I was like, I hope he doesn't like that one. And he was like, this is the one that we like. You should write about this. I actually called him and my other editor, Madeline Lung-Coleman up. And I was like, hey, I'm actually not going to write this. Thank Mm -hmm. you for your time. I'm not going to do this. And they were like, no, (laughs) you got to do it. I had so many doubts over the process of doing that. But I think that like I had been confusing doubts with like that gut feeling that something is wrong. I think that on the other side of like accepting that is going to be more opportunities that actually scare me, are really gratifying, grow me a lot, but also make me have doubts. And I think I'm scared of feeling that feeling of fear again.
0: Mm, Yeah. You're afraid that the doubts become actual reasons to not do a thing versus just a doubt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hear
0: that. Yeah, that's really, I'm sorry, I'm marinating on this. I'm like, I might need to pull this into my own life. But your intention actually feels like it relates at least a little bit to where uh, I want to go to next with my next intention. But before we do that, we should take a break. So we're going to do that.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love you transform 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back.
0: Yes, welcome back.
1: <laughs> okay, so... Um, I've shared my first intention and you said that that was connected yeah. to your second intention. So I want to know what is it? You got me? You, you've had me waiting through all these ads on the edge of my seat.
0: <laughs> so funny enough and this is something I actually I'm still working through but I feel like I just got to the point where I can like crystallize it. Mm-hmm. So this is like fresh off the therapy plate, you know, Eric in terms of like wading into my thoughts and feelings. So you're getting this unfiltered. Unplugged. Um, but My intention is to accept that where I am is where I want to be. And I know that sounds very, I don't know, it sounds maybe more cryptic than I mean it. But I think it's maybe best explained through like a situation that we actually both shared recently. You know, when we relaunched the show, we had a lot of really great, exciting kind of um, energy around the show. Just people being like, welcome back. It's great that you're back. And I'm like, thank you. It feels great. Uh, And then also, there's like the work that we're doing just to like inform people about the show. Mm -hmm. And as a part of that, like marketing work, we're on a fucking billboard in Times Square, (sighs) which I am still trying to like wrap my head around of like that as a thing that involved me, you know? But I actually really struggled. With the billboard, I think I mentioned this to you a little bit, and you, you were always like, "I don't know about that. I feel great. But, uh, <laughs> but I mentioned to you that that like the idea of the billboard I struggled with a little bit, and it wasn't until kind of thinking about it in hindsight, like after you know, it already passed, I, I think it clicked. And for me, I think thinking about myself and my relationship to success and like where I would be in life when my face could possibly be on a billboard was different. And not to say that like my life is actually pretty great right now. I can't complain. I'm not complaining. I'm saying life is good. And I recognize that. But I thought that I would be like that when I'm getting to this point, when I'm hitting these types of markers, I thought that my own like personal fulfillment might be a little better. If that makes any sense. Like I'm, th- I'm thinking like the type of person who's also got it figured out enough in their career that he's on a billboard also is like better at like planning like a week with a family life, you know, is maybe better mm. at like has maybe saved a bit more for retirement. You know, has like done <laughs> all these things. I know, I know, I know.
1: But I'm like, don't, don't break, <laughs> don't, don't break up the artwork. We're gonna we'll
0: leave. I'm just saying, like, I didn't realize how much I had coupled career success with personal fulfillment and happiness, mm. and those things were so connected that when I'm like, when I was looking at the billboard and like thinking about where I am, if there was a disconnect that almost made me unable to enjoy the billboard, like the fact that like, you know. My face, which I think is beautiful, is like as big as it's you ever do. been, you know, in <laughs> front of me right now. That's amazing. And i struggled to like accept that. And so I think my my therapist helped me really to work out is that so much of how I have operated is like once I get to a certain amount of career success, I immediately shifted up the fulfillment that I would hope that might be with it. And... I mm. shifted it up to whatever that next ladder was in like what we wanted to achieve for our career. And so like, you know, I found myself even when we were thinking about this, I was like, oh, well, you know, I might feel a little better once I, it's not when we get the billboard, but it's like when, you know, I don't know, we are writing a, a, like an anthology of the show or something. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just making stuff up. But, yeah. you know, like I would put it somewhere else and I recognize I need to stop that. Like, I need, like, yeah. I am actually where I want to be. I have a, I'm, I'm in the period where I'm accomplishing things that I just could not have planned for. And I need to focus more on sitting, sitting in that and like understanding that, like, just because I have gotten to this new threshold, I am somewhat the same. And that those two things are now like more definitively separate. And, like, I need to be working on, like, even cultivating them separately. That was a moment. That was, like, a breakthrough for me. So, yeah, I want to accept more that I am where I want to be and focus more on what that means for, like, how I should be focusing on my own happiness right now and today.
1: I think that's really healthy. I mean, that was a very unique experience. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it was. It was a very unique experience. I went five times. After the day you and I went together, like, at this point, it was last. Wednesday, I went, I went back again. I went <laughs> uptown to do something. I walked back downtown. I was like, you know what? This is not happening again. Let me just go look at it one more time before you know it goes away on Thanksgiving. And um, it was overwhelming. I mean, I think I chose to see it as positive, but I'd be lying if I said that like the whole totality of the media rollout, which was overall exceedingly positive, was still yes. like tricky. I mean, I felt at times the billboard I think I at least looked at the photo and I was like, well that's me. So I I look like myself. I don't look yeah. strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was like at the very least if I'm here I can recognize myself and I look as I am. But I kind of felt at times like I was like, well, people are writing articles about us or interviewing us or you know, whatever and it's like, you know, you talk to someone for an hour, you talk to someone yeah. for four hours or whatever, and they only use like 10 of your words or whatever. And I don't understand because we made radio. It's the same yeah. thing. Like there's stories I interviewed 14 people for, and I think I only used tape maybe for four interviews in the episode. Yeah. And so I totally get it. But I think I went through a thing where I was like, well, is this me? Are, mm. What people are seeing, what they're reading, is this me? Even what they're celebrating to a degree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that me? Is that me? And like there's some things that I shared and some things that I didn't share when I was talking to people or whatever. Um, Some things are private and for me. And so I had to kind of go through this thing where I was like, this is a version of me that is for other people, Mm. you know, and that's okay. And I think that even as we've continued to do the show, I think that I felt that. And even, you know, hearing what you just said right now, as we've been very fortunate to achieve different markers of success over the years, Mm -hmm. you have kind of had... That reaction that you're sharing. I think maybe the billboard maybe made it more obvious to you. Yeah. But what you shared with me is actually just now is something that like, you know, has kind of echoed throughout the past. It's weird. It's hard. It's like, you know, yeah. when you put your work out there the way that we do, it's us. But it's not yeah. us.
0: Yeah. There's a distance. And it's hard. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's hard to kind of keep those two things separate. You know, I, I think what you're saying that you want to do is is really healthy. And it's probably going to also, like, get you to at once, like, accept the positivity of this, but also not take it for granted, if that makes sense. Like, understanding that, like, this is an amazing thing, and it it feels like something, like, feels like you've arrived somewhere, you know what I mean? But also, like, maybe it doesn't happen again. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe nothing like this happens ever again, and that, like, at least you can enjoy it, like, enjoy the fact that that it happened for what it is. Because, I mean... As a person, you deserve to be to celebrate your success even if like the success doesn't look like what you what you thought. But I wonder like what are you going to change like in your day-to-day life? What does that look like accepting that type of thing?
0: I rush things. Actually, let me not let me be more specific. I rush happiness.
1: What is and- that? And
0: so like when we went to the billboard, I went. We took Eve. You know, my uh, my mother in law came, mm-hmm. um, and uh, obviously, you know, my wife Jasmine was there. And like we got there, she saw it, took the picture, and I was immediately like, "Okay, we have to go." Like I was kind of like, and then we needed to like we realized that like, oh, we actually needed another round. So let me let's let's like because you know the-, the
1: billboard comes up. It came up for like thirty seconds every twelve yeah. minutes. My ass was out there for like. 30, 40 <laughs> minutes, hour, hour. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was just like,
0: and then, and so we waited a little bit for the picture to come up again. And we took a picture mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, now we've done it. We have to go. Like before the the ad has even like left the screen, I was just kind of like already pushing it to kind of get to the next thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, like, I don't know why I was doing that, you know? And mm-hmm. I look, and to your point, like most positive things that have happened, I'm like, Oh, well, let me, what's the other thing I could be taking care of? And to push through beyond this thing. And so like, mm-hmm. I want to sit in the happiness a bit more. I want to not rush those moments and like force myself to kind of just sit in like, no, there's a good thing happening. Yes, I am at the center of it. That is mm-hmm. also good. And uh I'm just gonna yeah. be in that space. It doesn't have to mean anything about the future. It doesn't have to mean anything, you know, it just means I. Have received a thing that I've worked for, and that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. I,
1: don't know. I think that's it's crazy. That's, that yeah, I'm excited to see how you plan to do that. Like how it's going to unfold over the next year. You, not rushing happiness. Me too. I, I,
0: I'm probably going to have to hold myself accountable to this, but very much. Uh, <laughs> but that's why we are how recording
1: this. That's Absolutely. how we're sharing the intentions.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, you get to bring us home, Brittany. How, like, what is your last intention? How is that going to top what I'm doing? It can't really. Maybe you should I mean, it's not share. I, well,
1: I mean, I would say that I'm going to try, but I'm like, do I need to try? <laughs> do I even need to try? My last intention is that I'm going to trust the timing of my life. So um, Hmm. recently I turned 34 and yeah, which is like fine. I don't feel any type of way about sort of like age, but it was the first age, like to me, 27 to 33. Every year I turned the age, I was like, oh, same as last year. Same. (laughs) Like I thought they were all the same. I didn't feel anything when I turned 30, 31, 32, 33. I would also say probably because 33 was celebrated in a pandemic. And so 32 Mm. and 33 kind of ran together as one long year. I think a lot of people have probably experienced that in the pandemic. But 34 is like the first year that I saw the number. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? Where the fuck did the time go? Like, I used to kind of be like, I still do. Don't get it twisted. Resent when my family members ask me when I'm going to have a baby or try Mm. to act, you know, whatever. I cannot stand that shit. And they know it and they do it anyway. So if you're listening, I love you, but stop. (laughs) But you're gonna do it anyway. So who cares? But like that, that's the first year I looked at my age and I was like, damn, they're not fully wrong. Like that I'm not like 23 Mm. or to me 27, which is like child age in my mind. I was like, I didn't have it together enough to be taking care of no baby at 27 or or really at 34. But I have that's like I realized that time had passed and then I was like oh I'm solidly solidly an adult mid30s it's mm-hmm. real yeah and I didn't feel old but I just was like my young life is behind me and i th- I feel good about that because I spent it well yeah but you I did. um I did start to sort of expedite this worry that I don't have enough time mm. um it could be a birthday thing it could be like a feminine aging thing mm. because like even if I don't feel it like as like a I don't take it on as a personal belief. It doesn't mean that, like, the world is different yeah. <laughs> than how it is. Yeah. I had a meeting recently where somebody asked me how old I was, which was interesting. Like a work yeah, meeting? I was like, Isn't that legal? It wasn't <laughs> like a, it was like an informal okay. chat. Okay. But okay, it cool. was something that I was just like, and I don't think this person meant anything by it. No, like no, I, no, I wasn't it. trying to get them jammed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just more so like, hey, ain't that a thing that's still <laughs> not okay? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like professional. But it was like, you know, it was a chat. And, but yeah, somebody was like, they're like, how old are you by the way? And it was like one of those things where, like I said, I don't think they meant anything by it, but I was just like, damn, like, well, what if, does my answer mean something? You know, (laughs) I don't know. Like, does my answer mean something? And also too, you know, mid thirties woman, you know, as I mentioned earlier, everyone's always asking me my, in my family when I'm going to have a baby. And I do intend on becoming a mother in some way Mm -hmm. at some point in the next decade. I don't need okay. y'all for my business. So that's that's <laughs> all you're going to get at some point in the next decade. I will have a child mm-hmm. some way. But I think that I have come to an acceptance recently that I do want to become a parent. And motherhood is not easy. And it is intense and all-consuming and expected to be all-consuming in a way that fatherhood does not, really. Yeah. It feels like this big unknown that people are always telling you, you're never going to sleep again. Nothing's ever going to be the same. You're never going to be able to piss by yourself alone again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one's ever going to not be touching you ever again. And I mean, I'm 34. Do I still try to sit in my mom's lap? I do. I really, I do. So I'm also like, damn, like, should I have given her some space? Like, I'm feeling guilt. I also still have a bunch of stuff in my career that I really want to do. Like uh, like I said, this past year, I've been able to try so many things I never imagined I would be able to do. Even podcast editing, which in hindsight, I'm like, he really thought he was never going to edit a podcast, but I mean, you know, I worked somewhere for a long time where the thought, you know, really I felt like I did and it a damn. Who could do that? Yeah, exactly, flat. exactly. I was, I, I felt like if I had mentioned that that was something that I wanted to do, I would have been laughed at by some people. And yeah, I've kind of realized like, oh, there's so many more things that I want to try and so many ways that I want to grow. And I can look at other people in my life who have children. Mm-hmm. other mothers. And I can see that like, I don't think that they're old. I don't think that they're running out of time. I don't think that there's anything that they're being prevented from in any real material way outside of the normal sexist bullshit, you know, obviously. But I have been feeling this like, like, I don't know, like the breath of time on my neck. And I realized that I only think of that running out of time thing as a problem for me one of my siblings just had a milestone birthday and I think of her as very young. She's older than Mm. I am. (laughs) And I think, I'm like, oh, it's the beginning of everything. And, you know, she has a kid and I'm still like, you know, I see her doing it and I'm still thinking like, but it's not going to work out that way for me. Mm. And so I realized that like, okay, I'm being a little defeatist, being a little dramatic. And that maybe what I can think, instead of thinking that my experience maybe becoming a parent or, I don't know, like kind of trying to try out other aspects of uh, you know my career as I'm in my mid-30s, which is still young. I understand that on paper. I understand it. I think that what I'm going to try to do is like, if I see other people in my life who are having their own experiences and career detours and like rebirths, I mean, my mother, I want to age her but it's the truth my mother's in her late 60s and she's like recently become obsessed with getting a dog okay mm. and my mom is not a dog person but she's been sending me photos of this dog that she wants and talking about it non for like three weeks and so I'm like well you know she's changing you know what yeah. I mean in her late people 60s country. like it's people change and like and that like I don't need to have everything happen right now and that I can trust that like things are going to unfold in my life in the way that they're meant to and that I can't be so afraid of change that I only think about it negatively as Mm. you know in terms of what I'm going to lose as opposed to what I could gain or what I've already done like I was recently feeling like oh I'm you know I've been working on screenwriting watch out but I've been working on it and I was in the shower this morning and I was like I don't know. I was thinking about somebody else who's doing great at that. Not in a hateful way, in a wonderful yeah. way. But I was also just like, <laughs> now you know how people can be. I don't want people yeah, to take my yeah, shit out of context. But I was just like, damn, like I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. And I was like, well, bitch, your face was on Times Square billboard. Like, I do it. it w- was that something? That I, that's something I didn't even know to want. Like, It didn't even occur to me. So I, I'm trying to just like, you know, a year ago, you know what I'm saying? We were unemployed. <laughs> no way around it. And and nine months ago, yeah. we were, I know I was crying and shit every day because these people on Twitter was going ham because of all this I'm... fucking podcast race meltdown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've already discussed it. It's, if you Google it, if you really want to know. But like, that that shit was a mess yeah. and it brought back a lot of bad memories and I'm just like, okay, nine months later from that, you know what I'm saying? But it's Billboard, Times Square, I... cover in the New York Times art <laughs> section. Like, Positive things have happened in my life and I can't predict or control the other stuff that is to come. And I just need to trust that the timing of things is going to be okay.
0: For us, this is one that, I mean, it actually relates a little even to where I, I like what I just said, like in terms of like, mm-hmm. you know, getting to a spot and being like, oh, this is right. This is right. That's all it has to be is right for right now for mm-hmm. where I am, for what's happening. Honestly, I think it's really helpful for you I think you illustrated, like, a lot of the things that, you know, you still see, like, in your future or, that like, you know, you hope are coming. And But even as it relates to kind of kids, like, it's always been funny to hear you talk about it uh, in proximity to me especially, just because I <laughs> literally have had a whole child for six years uh, right beside you. But, you know, I understand there's, like, differences in terms of how they will manifest for, like, our respective lives. But yeah, the thing that I think... More so that I hear in how you talk about some of this is like, it's getting more comfortable that like, things are going to happen when they're supposed to happen. But also, I think, for me, it was getting more comfortable that there are th- some things are going to now have to happen at the same time. That like, I'm going to have to engage creating the career I want at the same time. Time as I am parenting, at the same time as I might be able, as I might be engaging some of these other larger decisions. And that I think is something that is hard for one, just how intentional I know we both like to be about Mm -hmm. the decisions we make when we feel like we're ready to make a decision and like, you know, even just being able to live with that once we've done it. And I think like, you know, it's trusting that something's happening all at the same time is also. Right. That you're also ready for that.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm getting I mean, but you know what though? Also turning 34 made me be like, when I be reading the newspaper, people have kids, you know, People magazine, that I always used to post a person's age. Mm, like this yeah. celebrity had a baby this week. They're however old. That's how I always imagine. <laughs> That's how I thought about me being old enough to have a child. So I'm like, am I an age that if I saw it, I'd be like, yeah, suppose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And 34 was that year. I think it caused me to, to actually think more critically about the thing that you just mentioned, which is that, like, I, it's caused me to reflect a little bit more and realize that, like, okay, even though 27 and 33 all to 33 all felt like the same age to me, my life has moved on. I have matured. Yeah. And I have some of the... I do not have enough retirement savings to be I'll yeah. be honest with you. Does like, anyone, I mean, this does child, anyone except for those like five 80, YouTubers
0: who've already retired and they're like 26.
1: And we picked the wrong medium, honestly. We should have been, we should have had our asses on YouTube. Honestly, it's I'm true. kidding. I love Stitcher, but I it's caused me to kind of realize okay, like some things can happen at the same time. And even though I'm not sure that you can take Adderall while pregnant, um, I'm sorry in advance. I have grown and expanded to probably be able to accommodate the simultaneous stuff of working and having a child. I mean also many people do it uh, a couple just do, many yeah. people do it. I, <laughs> Two. It's, again, yeah, so I need to I'm not I'm gonna try to stop you know being dramatic and personalizing it and like it's gonna be this terrible thing. It's fine for everyone else, and it's terrible for me specifically. So we're not gonna do that anymore.
0: I think that's good. I'm excited to hear more of that because it's it's a thing I hear you do anecdotally a lot. Like, be like, well, when this happens, or I gotta, i if I'm a if I'm going to eventually do this, you know, I need to start doing this right now so I can be ready to do that. And I'm just well, yeah, just like also- I do
1: need to start. But it was something I found out <laughs> for those of you who can get pregnant in New York State who are freelancers, if you want to get the State paid <laughs> parental leave for a birthing parent, you need to pay into it for 12 months before you can see. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. I it mean, is deep. I know. Our country is real fucked up. So that is part of my issue. But you should but take those right. steps.
0: But other than that, I don't think that's always what you mean. And so I'm just going to say I recognize what you're saying. And yes, there are some things you have to plan for, but I also support. Um, just in general, trusting that like the timing is gonna work out the way the way it's supposed to. Okay. I'm I'm feeling real zen today. I'm I'm proxim like I'm like just barely. We need to record more often when I'm like four hours out of there of my therapy session because I just I'm, I'm curious like what the, what the what what how different the
1: show would be. No conflict. I'm curious too. I'm like how how different. <laughs> I was gonna say how different would my life be, but no. We we still be working together on the days you don't have therapy. I mean, I haven't had therapy in almost two weeks. I'm am hanging on by a thread, but <laughs> this is it. These are our 2022 yeah. intentions. I'm really curious to hear uh, what everybody thinks about them, and I'm also really more curious to hear about what everybody else's intentions are.
0: Yeah, how are you thinking about how you want to live next year? For its worth, we're very interested in that. We would love to know. We would please love share to know. it with us at for color nerds on Twitter. Or at for colored nerds on Instagram.
1: So we are recording this episode at what is nearing the end of the year, and I believe that you will be hearing it at the top of 2022. So all that being said, we hope that you have had a really wonderful, love-filled holiday season. If you celebrate any of the holidays that are happening at the end of December, we hope you had some time off of work. If you know, regardless, we hope you had some time off of work. And um, we just want to say one more time, like we mentioned, a couple things that happened this past year that were pretty magnificent, I have to say. Even if we had our own issues personally that we were working out in therapy, to accept them, you know, being able to have some of the opportunities that we've had have been amazing and we would not have been able to have them without all of you. So thank you so much for listening and supporting us. And we look forward to giving you guys more, more, I was, I was trying to think about what to say, 365 more Black. Yes, that
0: more hotness, more fire, more fire, more fire coming in 2022 (laughs) did you hear that? did love my jamaican accent that was great right oh god that's a thing i should do
1: don't do it again don't (laughs) please don't i hope you get lit up by all caribbean deservedly deservedly Deservedly.
0: for colored nerds was created by me eric eddings and Brittany loose it's supported by our production team at Stitcher, including producers Alexis Williams, Willis Arnold, and executive producer Camille Stanley. Casey Hofer is our technical director and Peter Clowney is head of content. Our theme music is by Willie Green. And look y'all, we love hearing from our listeners. We love y'all so much. So please connect with us and tell us what you thought of this episode. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at For Colored Nerds, And never miss an episode by following us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen.
1: Not everything in life is flexible, but at Capella University, your education can be. With our game-changing FlexPath learning format, You're empowered to fit education into your life without putting other priorities on hold. FlexPath lets you set your own deadlines and adjust them when needed. You can take courses at your own speed and move on to the next one when you're ready. Imagine how a flexible education can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.